Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds Warren. Welcome to another edition of the Indy Cornrows Podcast. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started today, if you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. We always want to hear from you and get your feedback. Tom Lewis, how are you doing today? Uh, doing good for a uh, Monday morning. How about yourself? I'm good. It's a little bit rainy outside, but uh, Moose is happy. We went on our walk this morning. Uh, it's been a, it's been a good day so far. Pacers are uh, thirty and thirty three after an absolute drubbing of of the Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday. Um, not really a lot to take out of that one, other than Karis LeVert had a good game. Domas had a triple double in about thirteen minutes of action. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it was a game. I think the most indicative tweet too, uh, Seth Partnow tweeted out, um, Seth Partnow from over there at the athletic, great follow. If you uh-huh. guys don't follow him already, uh, tweet, tweeted out, basically summed up our thoughts for the entire season in all caps. O'Shea Brissett, uh, played 40 minutes in a game when he was, when, when the Pacers won by 57, I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Yep. Um, that's, that's been the entire year. Welcome to the, uh, the Indiana Pacers. Um, do you have any overarching takeaways or thoughts off that game to anything minute before we dive into, to this next week of all? You know, I, I mean, it was good to see that Sabonis was back and and looked healthy. You know what I mean? If, if they're going to make it into this playoff, uh, you know, what playing game and all that. Um, you at least like them to have a chance. And if Sabonis is around, I guess that gives them a chance. And also, I mean, I, I do like the idea, and I think playing against the Wizards would be a little better idea, obviously. Uh, but I, I like the, to see the Sabonis percent front court pairing. Um, and, you know, obviously it worked against the Thunder, but um, I, I'd like to see uh, see that a little bit more, something um, – that is intriguing to have a, a guy of Brissett's um, style playing, you know, playing that four to uh, to match up with Sabonis and see um, it, what what they can do together. So that was good, and, and yeah, it was good to get see Aaron Holiday get some extended minutes and 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 maybe get a little rhythm going a little bit. I mean, everybody had a rhythm going, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it got to be you know obviously ridiculous. The second half, I think you mentioned it's it's a little more AAU than NBA. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, but uh, yeah, that, that was that was about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really hope Aaron can build off that game though, because that was a, uh, I mean, that was like the best he's looked running the floor. Uh, I mean, running running the point in forever, but at the same time, it's like you know, it was against the Thunder, but the, I mean, that almost makes it better in some ways because he wasn't forcing it against the Thunder, a team where you, you maybe could get some easier buckets. Um, I don't know. Hard to take from that, but we'll see what happens in the coming games. Uh, kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, we're down to the first time that we've potted with single-digit games remaining, Tom. Uh, Pacers have eight, eight games left to close out the year. Um, I, I was looking at the schedule this morning. Obviously, I have it written down on my calendar, but – um, I never really look at things past like a week just because I'm trying to keep everything in front of me. So the Pacers play the Wizards today. 
The Kings on Wednesday, who have been in a total funk recently, and I mean they have been, they've been such a weird team this entire year. But um, yeah, the Hawks on Thursday, which will be a really tough game, and then the Wizards again on Saturday. So this will be a, a much stiffer competition week than last week. Um, but then if you look at the final final week and a half of basketball is Sixers, Bucks, Lakers, Raptors. Um, and it's weird because the way that everything's working out, I mean, I don't know if Philly's going to be really caring too much about trying to gun for getting the top seed. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they have the top seed right now, but just given how things are kind of pushing pull with Brooklyn, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'd ask you, I mean, are, are, do you think that teams are still going to be uh, kind of going for it towards the end? I know it's just, it's just so different. Like I feel like the Lakers are going to have to be LeBron went down again last night with injury, um, which sucks. Um, Anthony Davis hasn't looked great recently. Yeah, I mean, again, he's struggling. He's coming back from injury. He's still Anthony Davis, but relatively, you know, um, and they, they, I mean, they fell the seventh in the West. So I'm saying like, you know, a couple months ago or, or like a month ago, this looked like this stretch to the last week or so of basketball was going to be, um, you know, a chance to maybe bank some wins against teams sitting or resting guys. And now it's looking a lot more likely that the Pacers are going to be playing full strength, um, full strength opponents in the last couple of games. Yeah. yeah I mean, you would think, I guess uh, Milwaukee's kind of in that, in a spot where they might not be able to, unless something drastic happens here, like, yeah few games um you'd assume they'd probably be locked in at that three spot so that definitely could be a, a rest team um and then you know it's interesting with the the philly and Mets. um you know i i, I would think and again it's you know you're done with the plan and all that but let's assume the heat can hold on to the seven spot um that is probably a team they want to avoid <laughs> so uh, I would think those teams are trying to be, you know, playing the math to try and get that get that top seed to to avoid that potential um, matchup with the Heat. Now, of course, you know you got the Celtics, and uh, these teams are so jumbled that um, I, I think, like you're saying, you know, the math right now doesn't really allow us to expect any of these teams to uh, rest or, or cruise into uh, the playoffs. So you're most likely going to see the best but it is it is interesting looking at you know these next four games and um how maybe in the first of january or mid-january this looks like a really dead easy spot in the schedule and now um aside from sacramento like you lost and they just i think lost halbert and probably for this week um but you know washington and atlanta um those are those are different beasts right now the way they've yeah. been playing so um so yeah, there, there isn't going to be anything easy here over these next eight games, and and uh, pitches have shown that it doesn't really matter who they're playing. Yeah, day to day, they they can show up and beat anybody, but they can certainly lose to anybody. Well, it's kind of crazy too, because if you look in the last seven games, I mean, Pacers are four and three, so it sounds good, right? They have uh, their eleventh in point differential, twelfth in offense, tenth in defense, which I have no idea how that's even possible watching that defense play. Um, but I mean, like if you look at it, like they got blown out in back-to-back games to Portland and Brooklyn. Obviously, the blowout against Oklahoma City completely skews any any numbers to even look at. But then they have that three-game winning streak, <laughs> and it's like I, this this team is just so uh, it's so hard to gauge what they're doing on a night-to-night basis. But um, I mean, again, that three-game winning streaks against the 
three of the worst teams in the NBA. So you have to take it with a grain of salt, but still um, this is just like, it's the most consistently inconsistent Pacers team we've had in, in quite some time. Um, I, okay. Another, another question I'd have before we even dive in more, do you think we're going to see miles Turner this week or next week? Um, you know, I have, I've just kind of banked in my mind that he's not going to be back. Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel like I, uh, there's rumblings that, you know, he may be back, you know, for the playoffs, but, um, I feel like they won't. So um, we'll see. I, you know, all of a sudden Domas was back and ready to roll. So um, I, I guess it, it might depend on how the team's playing. Um, uh, but I, I guess I, I, I'm not expecting him back. So it would be a pleasant surprise if he did return. Yeah, no, I feel the same. I don't, I don't think he's going to be back. And I kind of, I, I don't know, maybe this is me just being a little bit, reactionary but just given how things went with Domas coming back last year and, and trying to get right for the bubble and obviously he didn't end up coming back I I, I just feel like maybe it would be smarter to do that with Miles too considering it's a similar injury again we're not doctors but you know if if you're right. the three seed it's different but I mean this team is <laughs> yeah. it's I mean it's difficult this team could theoretically make the eighth seed by by I mean, tonight they could be tied with Charlotte. Charlotte's 31 and 33. They don't play tonight. Uh, obviously, the team plays Washington, but also they could fall to, they wouldn't fall to the 10 seed if they lose to Washington, but they would be on their way to falling to the 10 seed if they lose to Washington tonight. Um, Toronto is probably just out of playing contention unless they win like 85% of the remainder of their games. Um, but I mean, this this week is really important for what the Pacers are going to do because if, I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, they're trying to trying to make it to the to the playing game, and they're going to be in the playing game. But if they want to make an actual playoff round, they have to. They, I mean, getting to the eighth seed would be ideal for for getting um, more of an opportunity to actually win and, and have the chance of playing a two game series instead of having to to go out and win two themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know. Like you say, looking at both sides of it, um, obviously they could bump up. The, you know, Charlotte has, has kind of been in flex with guys coming and going. Um, and, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, that game last night for Toronto coming back and beating um, the Lakers was huge to keep them alive. And I feel like maybe they're, they're the best um, – they have the best chance at, um, you know, if, if the Pacers – stumble here and i mean these two games against washington are huge for securing what they want to do uh, but still it's you know four the four games back and i mean toronto has a definitely a, a more challenging schedule i was I mean, they, have, they have the clippers twice they also play the wizards um at dallas and chicago and then of course at the end indiana so i mean i guess with that last game i don't know what tiebreaker is there but um Indiana, obviously that so that makes it a three game series potentially if they would lose to if the Pacers lost to uh Toronto in the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Um but you know, I feel like if you know Sabonis is healthy and, and you know they can get a, at least a split in these two Washington games, um, they should be locked in and then if they can somehow play play better. I, I swear to God that the Pacers have these Roller coaster seasons, and like they'll have a stretch where you'll just finish strong. So, um, I, I wouldn't rule out that eight seed at all. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it, I feel similarly. I, although it's just, it, it's very hard to, it's very hard to know. We'll see. And I mean, uh, Toronto's looked better. Ken Birch has been really good for them. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, um, if, if people didn't watch the magic much, Ken Birch was a, was a really quality player. Um, so he's been fun to watch. I don't know. I've really just enjoyed watching the way that some of this stuff has played out, but, um, I'm looking at the Pacers for this week and I guess specifically the Washington game tonight. Um, what are you hoping for? Because this team, I mean, they've already played Washington once this year and that was a loss if I remember. Yeah, no, that was a bad loss. Now that I remember it, Russ had the massive triple double. Um, Bradley Beal has been really good, of course, but Russ has been just on another level this last month and a half mm-hmm. of basketball. Um, Denny, uh, to, to, again, to people who haven't been watching, Denny Avija's out for the season. Davis Bertans is hitting every three in sight. Again, Daniel Gafford has been absolutely fantastic for them as a role man and um, as a shot blocker. And their defense has been solid. Like, I think they're top 10 in defense over the last month and a half of basketball. The offense hasn't been bad either. Um, it's not, I mean, this is not the same Washington team that they saw before. Oh, no, definitely not. But it's funny, you mentioned earlier about, you know, you can't believe the Pacers' defensive numbers. And, and even overall for the season, sometimes I look at it, I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, but it's better than it is soon. But it's like, you look across the league, there's all these insane games. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just a, uh, a overall adjustment to giving up a bunch of points <laughs> and still maintaining a decent ranking in the defensive end. It's, it's crazy. But um, I can tell you this. Uh, the over/under tonight is at 246 points. So, <laughs> oh man, the, ra- the race to 120 <laughs> is on, um, and so that's uh, and I, and I feel like if 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 that game goes over, the Pacers could win. If it goes under, I feel like it's because the Pacers are keeping up their end of the bargain on the offensive end. Um, so that's kind of a, <laughs> um, how I'm looking at it. But uh, yeah, I, I think. The bonus is going to have to be a factor in there inside. I know um, well, Gaffer's been coming off the bench, and he's he definitely has been a, I'm sure, a surprise for them, and, and really one of those key little things that is making it all work. You know, I mean, a lot of times it's those little tweaks here and there that uh, you know you can rely on Russ and Bill, but you got to have all these other things working to uh, win games, and he's certainly been an impactful player for them since he came over. So. Um, that's, you know, I'm hoping Sabonis can, can, um, have another, you know, strong game and ho- hopefully he recovered well with, uh, with the day off from, from after sitting out so long. I mean, it's rarely a guy comes in and is just so productive like that after so much time off, but, um, uh, yeah, he's going to have to, going to have to be that big factor again tonight. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, it's interesting too, because, um, you know, Gafford is, he's a good shot blocker, not an awesome defender yet. He's still like, you know, a, a young big. So you have to figure out how to play defense. Like, like when Miles first came in, it took him a while to figure out how to play things. Um, I mean, yeah, just looking at the recent stretch. So in April, Washington 12 and six, fourth in defense. I did not realize it was that high until checking it again, but their, their offense was 19th. So it's, you know, whatever, but last two weeks, it's sixth and eighth in offense and defense. So they, uh, yeah, this is going to be a tough game. But and especially too, I I guess you would go in. uh, I would say Washington probably has the two best players in the game and Russ and Beal. 
Um, I guess it depends how people feel about Russ, but especially if you're going to gauge the fact that, I mean, I'm really just interested to see how, how the Brissett Sabonis front court looks against a team that is going to generate a ton of rim pressure with, with Russ there. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with miles, I want to say miles played in that, that, that first game, even with miles, I mean, they got to the rim a ton. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. I can't imagine any team, let alone this team. (laughs) I've not looked at the scouting report and being like, okay, we'll drive first, drive second, drive third, and then maybe we'll kick it out. But, you know, you got to attack the Pacers inside right now, and they got the guys to do it. So um, it'll be, uh, yeah, that, that'll that be definitely uh, what we're, we're, you know, keep an eye on there defensively, just trying to hold them down somehow. <laughs> yeah. The points are going to be uh, lightening up the scoreboard, I have a feeling. Most definitely. Um, okay, so final thing that I want to hit on before we get out of here. Uh, with Cassius Stanley, do you want to see him get more playing time this uh, down the stretch with the last eight games? Because I have a feeling it probably won't happen, but it does sound nice, um, like the idea of getting him <laughs> just some more run. He hasn't really played a lot recently. He played a, a, a decent amount in the Thunder game. Um, he's still really raw. Like It's just difficult to put him on an NBA court right now. They obviously had a shortened G League season, uh, so that impacts him pretty negatively. But um, – I mean, it'll be interesting to see if if he does get get some run over the last eight games because I think that would be more telling to see what the team is looking to do with him next year because, um, I mean, he's just on a two-way right now. So, I I mean, they they, they, they talked very highly about him and, and what they like from him. And, I I mean, in doing my sky on him, he has a lot of potential, uh, but he's still, again, really raw right now, um, just not somebody you can really trust to handle the ball at all. And the shot's still a little bit iffy, but um, – I mean, what are your thoughts on on him playing the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing him play some, of course. You know, I was like, seeing these guys get a chance. I I agree. I think what you're saying is you, you're not expecting to see it uh, unless things play out drastically different um, and and some the bottom falls out for some reason and they the last few games don't don't mean anything. But you know, I I do think with with him that they drafted him, you know, late in the second round as if, you know, they would be with the assumption that if he would have stayed in college another year, he would have been, you know, maybe a first round pick developed into that. And, you know, they, they didn't have any plans for him to be a big part of this team this year, obviously, uh, especially when you're taking a guy that late. Uh, but then, you know, is he earning those minutes? Is he, you know, we saw the whole thing with with Brogdon and yeah. talking about not working on the off days and things like that. Um, I, I I do think they're just into the development, you know, of him. I, I would assume he would probably be on a two way next year as well, um, and you know, see. Hopefully, they can kind of have a normal summer this year. Maybe have a summer league and that type of thing. Um, just begging them to announce a summer league. Um, just for entertainment purposes, but but also you know to get guys like that some run. Um, so you know I don't know what how much you get out of what he's got left this year to, to play. I mean I, I'm sure they they see him a lot um, when they can off the court, but uh, I, I wouldn't expect him to have much of a role 
the rest of the way here because I, I, you know, the way this team plays, you know, they're, they're trying to make it in the playoffs and, and be set up to play in the playoffs. And I just don't think he's going to be part of that rotation. Yeah. No. Yeah. Me either. That's, that's kind of where I was getting at. I don't, I just don't think we're going to see him play. Um, although it'd be nice too. I think the biggest thing too, for the last eight games for me that I'd really like to see is hopefully Goga healthy. Um, yes. Yes. He was hitting such a nice groove before he got injured. Um, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be, I mean, he's still listed as questionable, which is, is better than where miles is at right now. Um, but so, I, I mean, it seems like we're going to see him sometime this week, hopefully, but it's kind of up in the air. And also worth noting that both Malcolm and Jeremy are, are listed as questionable for tonight right now. Um, yeah. And that could change later on. But uh, would really like to see you go get some more minutes, especially with Miles out, because, A, I mean, the team team needs a backup center. Uh, O'Shea is not a center, believe it or not. Um, and Jakar is out still. Hopefully he's feeling better. That was a vicious elbow, obviously not intentional, but um, I mean, yeah, Goga could really use these these development minutes. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I was um, thinking earlier. I wanted to mention something about that, just because uh, that this is a perfect situation where you're assuming, like I am, that Miles is coming back um, now that Sabonis is so hopefully healthy for the rest of the way. Doga can get in a, a really good role here and and uh, hopefully he can keep pl- pick up where he left off and, and keep keep progressing here and um it, you know that, that have a big impact on this on this plan rotation um I know I was reading um an athletic article uh, Bob Kravitz had uh interview with um Kevin Pritchard and he, Pritchard was you know really happy with Gogan how he'd been playing. I mean like he, he brought him up as as kind of a bright spot this year. And and so um you know it, it you can see the the front office is, is behind him and, and you know they want to make sure he's getting getting the run that he can, it sounds like. So hopefully um he can he can wake up today and that ankle will feel good and he, he can give it a go. Yeah. Yeah definitely it would be a good night for him to to have some opportunity, but uh, we'll see, Tom. Is there anything else that, uh, that you know, kind of stands out to you about the rest of the week that you're looking out for or anything that you want to see tonight? Well, I, you know, it's interesting. The, um, I mean, tonight, is, I, I feel like in my mind, I'm always like, okay, they got to split one of these two games with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the, the next three games at home, and that just – it's crazy how the – the you know home and road splits this year have fallen for the Pacers and you know they they broke the what 31 years of uh, of over 500 at home and and um, and you see them now they're going to have these critical games coming at home and and you're hoping at some point they can get some advantage out of it because they they were on the road so much in March and and uh, well they got one two three six of the you know six of the remaining games are at home so um it's just odd to think that that might be a disadvantage this year and i'm hoping it's more opponent based and uh, maybe they can get get find something positive with sacramento and and lead into those atlanta and washington games at home because those two games are going to be big and almost you know it's like the pacers are already in the playoffs right now with this few games remaining um, everyone is going to be critical to 
um, any postseason hopes. So um, at least that you know makes these games a little more important coming down the stretch. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, well, Tom, we will be back tomorrow uh, with more on the Wizards, uh, on, on the Wizards game, and then previewing a little bit of the sack game as well. Um, always a good time talking to everyone listening, of course. Thank you for listening. I hope you're having a good day. Uh, I will have my first draft profile up by Friday. Um, been working on it. Ooh. should be good to go soon. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're finally finally getting there. So it's, uh, things are getting exciting. Um of course, if you haven't already, Caitlin put out a really great piece on Karis LeVert this morning that I haven't got a chance to read yet, but I know it's going to be great because Caitlin wrote it. It is. So go read that. Um, Tom, have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you later.